The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willette. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience. I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for coming back for another episode. And thank you for uh, coming out to the APP conference if you were one of the, I, I don't know, seven or 800 people that were there for conference. Um, and another thing which I thought was amazing, seven out of 10 of registered attendees were first-time conference attendees. And that's just incredible. Um, every time I teach a class at conference, I like to do a, a quick show of hands, like who's a first-time attendee. And you get a lot of people depending on what the class subject is. But uh, my, my classes, safe practices in the, the piercing room, like eight out of 10 people in there were, were first-time attendees, which blew my mind. Um, it, it's also a, a great way to kind of gauge the overall progression in the industry with a quick show of hands. You know, I, I do certain questions. I At certain points in the class, I say, now what do I do in this scenario? Or, hey, what do I do with this product? And more and more people every year are right on point. They know exactly what they should be doing, uh, which means that they've got great support in their studios, great mentoring, or they're, they're reaching out and they're, they're searching out new information, uh, coming to conferences. I'm sure a lot of them were taking webinars, doing online education over the pandemic. So uh, thank you so much. If you are one of those attendees, uh, whether you, you're a return attendee, whether you're a, a new, a first-time attendee, thank you so much for being there. It was such an amazing week and such an amazing experience. Uh, it would be impossible to do uh, an episode and thank everyone uh, responsible for, for all that hard work. But I just want to say uh, the entire team of the Association of Professional Piercers, whether it was the board members, the committee members, the administration staff, the registration staff, um, people helping out vendors and, and the vendors themselves, all the people that came out to, uh, to vend at Expo. Um, and then again, all the, all the attendees, um, all the volunteers, all the scholars, it was just like an amazing, amazing group of people. A lot of differences this year for conference. Uh, I thought that a lot of them made Im improvements on the conference experience. Registration was so much easier and more fun this year, more of like a self-check-in kind of a thing. Um, there were a lot of really cool giveaways from different vendors, a lot of cool uh, just, just moments to relax, different events that weren't quite so stuffy. The, uh, the opening party was, was really fun. The, the closing party was fantastic. That was the first closing party I've ever been to in uh, 20 or so years of attending the conference that didn't feel like some sort of a, a shitty wedding or like a shitty corporate event with like bad catering or something like that. Like it was a party. It was like dancing, booty popping, uh, mingling fun, and it was just incredible, and I'm so happy to have been there, uh, so happy to have been there with my girlfriend, Lola Slider, such a help to to me, you know, supporting me and keeping me sane there, but uh, I, I saw all these different people come up to Lola and, and talk to her and tell her how much uh, she was an inspiration to them, how much her work meant to them, 
her her online education, her social media presence, her work with the UK APP, and all all of her volunteering and, and seeing so many people, especially younger women, uh, coming up and just showing their appreciation to someone like Lola, who's a strong leader. And I have to say that it's it's such a nice shift in the industry to see the people who are in charge and, and who are leading now, you know, it's not just the same white guy faces that you would see uh, year in and year out at conference. So um, seeing that diversity, seeing that new kind of talent pool of volunteers and teachers and, and leaders at conference was really inspiring. Um, seeing a lot of people kind of find their, their tribe, find their group uh, in like a comfortable way, finding people that felt like like them and and you know at their phase in their career or their background or their 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 life and and being able to like have all these people there supporting each other just felt the energy felt so good and i know that i'm biased because i i love conference and i love the app and and all that stuff but um i think this was my favorite conference that i've been to i, I think a lot of people might say like whatever the most recent conference is their, their favorite, but I remember some stinkers in there. I remember some duds. I remember some tough years that, that weren't really fun. I'd probably say chief among them were the three where I was on the board of directors. So I think like an extra, extra special thank you to uh, the board of directors members. Um, really tough year to prepare for, really tough year to execute, but you all did it really well. You did it with grace and you did it under some really difficult circumstances. So thank you very much. Uh, it, it was a great week for, um, well, a lot of different aspects. So the classes I thought were, were good. I didn't get to take a lot. I, I registered for a lot, but then when I actually got to the reality of, of being in Las Vegas and, and being at conference, I, I honestly just couldn't do it all. So, um, I took a few classes. Some of them were really fantastic. Some of them, you know, maybe room for growth, for growth, uh, some constructive criticism, things like that, but uh, there were a few classes that I really loved. I want to give a special shout out. Let's see if I can pronounce his last name. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people butcher his last name the way that, they, that I get mine butchered, but uh, Chris Bayerschmidt, uh, soon to be a doctor, uh, Chris Bayerschmidt, uh, Bayerschmidt uh, did a, a microbiology for piercers class uh, with co-instructor Lenise Castro, and that class blew my mind. Um, the, de the description in the app is uh, biofilms, bacteria, and prions, oh my... This session is a crash course in microbiology, both in how it relates to you as a piercer, but also for general education. Uh, you'll learn about the history of microbiology, general processes of microbiology and molecular biology, and how this knowledge can be applied to you in your studio. And if that makes it uh, seem like it would be like really intimidating or uh, really boring or really confusing, it was, it was instructed so well. Um, that kind of material could have gone a, a completely different route, but uh, the class was so good, and I learned so much about um, you know how pathogens become a threat and how biofilm forms and why certain kinds of instrument processing or surface disinfection can be so important. So uh, I would love to try to get uh, Chris or uh, try to get maybe Lenise on the show in the future. Um, I touched base with them a little bit and, and put out like a general invitation, but uh, I'm going to run that down and uh, try to get one or both of them on the show. They also did kind of a, a, a part two class the next day, immunology and epidemiology, and that was an amazing class too, kind of talking about COVID and how COVID works and how you know pathogens are, are transmitted uh, from, from one to another. So I learned a lot 
in those classes, and I'm really appreciative of the knowledge, but also in how well they could convey that knowledge. I, I've taken technical classes in the past that have just put me to sleep. I haven't been able to retain any of that knowledge, and when you when you leave a class uh, just as confused on the subject as when you went in, like, is that a good class? Uh, with, with these two classes, uh, they, they were excellent classes because I had a better understanding. I could conceptualize the, the theories there, and, and I'm certainly not an expert. I'm certainly not a microbiologist or an immunologist, but I had a good sense of the information that you should know as a body piercer, which is exactly what I wanted out of that class so, you know, big props to, to Chris B and to Lenise for um, writing and, and executing two excellent classes. A few other classes. Um, Lola took a few different classes that I couldn't attend. But overall, I'd say it was a really good year for curriculum. Um, some new first-time instructors, some new uh, first presentations of, of certain kinds of course material. I heard that there were some, some hits and some misses, but that's what conference is all about. You know, you have to develop that next generation of uh, instructing talent and you have to kind of give them your shot. You know, I was really happy to see a, a lot of people that were uh, co-instructors getting their first shot at being lead instructors and, you know, hopefully they'll continue that progression. But I think it was a really good year for education. I think the educational experience was, was really on point for attendees, which is, again, so important because there were all these new attendees and you don't want them going home being like, yeah, it's just a party environment. You don't really get to learn. Like, you got to learn this year, and I'm really proud to have, to have been a part of that. I got to teach two sessions of my safe practices in the piercing room workshop, uh, and they were packed, packed rooms. I, I remember lots of different years. I've been doing this for 10 years now, and the original concept was we want really small groups, like 10 or 15 people. And then we would do like six sessions or eight sessions or something like that. You know, and we could do small, hands-on kind of stuff, group around. Then it turned into like, well, how many can you pack into that kind of model? 20 or 30 people per session, whatever. And then uh, over the last few years, it's turned into more of like a, a full classroom size. But then you don't want to lose that workshop element, that workshop experience. You don't want to have people uh, craning their neck to try to, to watch you do a demo of like, putting on gloves or, or disinfecting a surface. So the AV team, and big, again, props to the AV team, uh, Brian Moeller, Jason Heaney, Zach Boyer, uh, Gus Diamond, everybody on the AV team was just like so helpful. And uh, we had this great setup where there was a, a camera projecting onto a big screen. So everybody, even all the way back to the, the, the back row, could, could see what I was doing. But it was like packed. It was like hundreds of people. Um, I don't usually get to teach in like the, the big rooms, you know, usually I'm, I'm tucked away in a, like the, the little workshop room with these smaller groups, but this was like a packed room, tons of people in there. And I was just psyched. The energy was so good. Your questions were amazing. Thank you so much. When I do workshop style classes, um, I could be done start to finish in a class in like maybe an hour, but I need people's questions to get that full 90-minute, two-hour experience and not like padding out time. Like workshops are all about what doesn't make sense to you. What do you want me to expand on? What do you want me to clarify on? What do you want me to show you? We have all these different supplies and materials. I can demonstrate a lot of different things and um, I just love the interaction of workshops. So uh, if you were one of the people, one of, one of the several hundred people between those two sessions um, who attended, especially if you were asking questions and, and interacting and, and helping to make that class a more enriching experience. Thank you so much for your uh, your contributions to, to conference as well. 
Um, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, I got to be a, a vendor, which was totally new to me. I, I'd never been uh, a vendor on the expo floor before. I had my table for body art education by, by Ryan Willette and uh, gave out a ton of those Defend Piercing shirts. So um, I, I hope you were lucky enough to get one. Uh, I, I would love to, to get every single Patreon supporter one of those shirts. But, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult with international shipping. I have people all around the world now. So I'm going to look into what I can do through Patreon. I know that they can do their own merch fulfillment and shipping and all that stuff. And I'm going to try to get some sort of an exclusive shirt out to, to everybody who wants one. But for conference, you know, grabbing that conference exclusive uh, merch and, and, and swag is always a fun part of the process, too. I got, I got some for, for me. Uh, Leroy Fine Jewelry gave away a really nice slick pair of uh, matching sweatpants and, and sweatshirts, and that was great. I got a set. Lola got a set. We had to wait in line to get it, and it was totally worth it. They're, they're super comfy, and I'm wearing them right now as I'm recording, so thanks, Terry. Got those Defend Piercing shirts out, sold a lot of uh, pin badges, sold a lot of uh, you know enamel pins, buttons, and um, signed a lot of people up. At, at patreon.com slash ryanpba and, and I need to give uh, and another special thank you to uh, Aaron Pollock from Anderlack that's his new company that he's launched so check out Anderlack they're working with a lot of new studios um, helping design websites and do all that back end stuff so you can get like that, that high Google posting you know SEO um, dealing with social media but you know Aaron was a massive help for graphic design for me too uh, he designed some some posters and, and the, the, the flag, the banner for the booth, and really made it look slick. And I wouldn't have been able to, to do all that without you. So thank you, Aaron. I, I really appreciate that. And you can check out the new website that Aaron made for me. RyanPBA.com is officially launched. And um, there's going to be a lot of different content there. Like, it's going to be the, the hub, really. So... Yeah, I'm going to pitch the Patreon stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to have some podcast stuff there. But uh, when I when I talk to a lot of different people at conferences this year, a lot of them had the recurring question of like, when are you going to come to this city? You know, when when is registration open for, for this conference? Like some people didn't know that there was a, a massive conference that they could take like right in their area. Uh, I met some Brazilian piercers, and I was like, hey, you got to get out to, like, the GEP conference, you know, uh, APP Brazil, uh, you know, getting interactive with that stuff. Um, BMXNet, if you're in Europe, and UK APP, if you're over there, LBP, and, you know, the Polish piercers uh, conference coming up, and all these different organizations. So, uh, RyanPBA.com. We'll have a lot of information about different educational opportunities, different places that I'll be teaching different kinds of classes, or if I do online webinars, things like that. I'm also going to have a newsletter on there. You can sign up. Uh, I'm not going to spam you. I'm going to do maybe one email a month, you know, talking about, the, hey, this conference, they're, they're opening registration, or I'm going to be in this city, and, and you come and check it out, or hey, I've got a new video for you on Patreon, but I'll, I'll be responsible about that, and I won't spam you. But It was great catching up with a lot of vendors. I had a, a really nice conversation with Scott from Oracle, talking about jewelry and ergonomics and you know career longevity and all these different things. I'd love to get Scott on a, an episode of the podcast also. Um, I only recorded about four episodes while I was there. I, I just, I wanted to record more, but I was so busy and all the people that I want to interview, they all had really crazy packed schedules. So I got four really, really solid, good interviews and I have plans for some other ones. 
as I said, you know, I want to try to get, uh, you know, Crispy and, and Lenise on to talk about microbiology and immunology, but I want to get Scott from Oracle to come on and talk about that vendor perspective. Um, there's a, a, another scholar named Royce Green. Uh, I want to get Royce on the the, uh, the show. It was kind of like, you know, a day goes by and a day goes by and a day goes by waiting for uh, Royce's schedule to clear up and have it align with when my schedule cleared up. And we couldn't make it work live, but um, we're definitely going to record something over Zoom so we can get a little bit more of that perspective, you know, from the, uh, from the scholar type uh, side of it. I did get a, a couple of really good interviews, as I said. Towards the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a couple little sneak previews of it. Um, I have some plans to do uh, another interview with Brian Skelly. I was thinking we could talk about understanding meal certificates. Um, I would love to catch up with uh, Jeff Saunders after conference, and obviously Lola is going to be recording plenty of stuff with me. Lola uh, came out to my house a few days before conference. We got to have some nice time together, uh, come to the shop with me for a day at work, and, and that was great. We flew out to Vegas together and had a, a, just a fantastic week. Like. On a personal side, not to get too corny, but I haven't really been the type of person who allowed myself to be partnered with someone. You know, I would I would date and I had relationships, but I also had kind of this wall up, this level of armor. And, and I'm sure the people that I, I dated, uh, you know, it, it wasn't always probably the, the most fulfilling experience for them because I had I had my, my issues with intimacy and vulnerability and all that stuff. And I'm proud to say that all of that stuff, all those insecurities have been smashed because I fell in love with Lola. And um, being able to be at conference with someone in that way was just a whole different experience for me. Um, you know, not being there is like, you know, Ryan is there and Lola is there. It was like Ryan and Lola are, are there. And it was, it was fantastic. And I, a lot of people coming up and saying like, how nauseated they were by our love and uh you know it was, it was just it was nice it was nice um to to see that like you know we put that good energy out into the world and it was a really special experience for me just being there with her for the whole week we got to have a nice date night um lola is a massive fan of rupaul's drag race and i've always known about rupaul as like a celebrity but I hadn't really like consumed a lot of their um, their catalog, their material, you know. Not a big fan of RuPaul's music, but uh, you know, appreciate RuPaul as like a a person and like a, a fashion icon. But Lola is really into uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race show in the UK. So when I would be over there on trips, that would be like her comfort show. Like I introduced her to my comfort show being like The Office, you know, because it's on Netflix in in the UK still. So she watched all of The Office, and then um, she got me into RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Um, so we, we watched a bunch of seasons of that, and then she kind of got me into um, the US Drag Race episodes and everything. And I'm not at the level of fandom that, sh that she is yet, but uh, I really do enjoy the show. It's always got a, a fantastic energy to it. And when I was out in Vegas a couple of weeks ago for CTS, um, I was just walking around, and it was I was like, holy shit, they do a, a, a RuPaul's Drag Race live show at the Flamingo. So I got us tickets, and we had a nice date night. Um, we got, like, right down front uh, for uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and it was really cool to see. Um, there's a, a piercer named Angela Watson at uh, Black Hole in Reno, Nevada, and she was there with a, a whole group at the show, and then her husband got pulled up on stage and was part of the show and part of the act, and it was just really cool to see somebody from like our little Piercer family up on stage. So 
that was a fantastic show. We got to do a little meet and greet after. So that was a great date night. We had another date night and went out to a really fancy dinner later on. And we just got to spend like so much quality time together. We, we got to take classes together. Um, she helped me out so much at Expo, you know, just always keeping her energy up, always had a smile on her face, helping me answer questions and, and helping get people signed up to Patreon and everything. So I, I really couldn't have made it through that, that week at, at that level without her. So thank you, Lola for being an amazing partner and uh, being so supportive and also looking so gorgeous in all your various outfits. Got a lot of nice hugs, got to catch up with a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. You know, it's always good to, to get a, a nice hug from Caitlin McDiarmid. Um, I, I had some, some emotions. There was a, there was an altar. Um, every year it is important to remember the people that we lost and, uh, you know, three years of not having conference is three years of loss. And some of them were just really hard hitters. And I wasn't ready. Um, I, you know, I'm sure there were, there were more people in, involved in putting the altar together. But I really want to just say a special thank you to, um, you know, Vivian Madero and Eduardo Chavaria uh, for kind of assembling the, the, the altar and it must have been a really difficult process for them to, to do that, and, you know, and the, the energy it took to do it. And, and I, I just want to say that I really appreciate it as someone who who had loss, you know, very personal loss. Um, I haven't really talked about it much, you know, and maybe I'll talk about it more as the, the weeks and months go by. But, um, you know, my, my apprentice, our, our apprentice, it wasn't just my apprentice, it was Evan's apprentice also, um, the other piercer in my studio, Evan Quino. We both apprenticed Rob Siebert um, for for years, and before that, you know, he was he was our guy in the shop. He was you know our counter guy and assistant, and just like such a special force and such positive energy. And you know, he he passed away uh, three months ago, and uh, it's still a loss we feel every day in the shop. It's still a void we feel every day in the shop. You know, actively missing his energy and and, and his smile and you know, everything. And, um, going to conference and seeing the altar there really hit me. Um, you know, I walk through the, the curtains and at first you see this really heavy presence from, from Alicia, who was like such a Titan in the industry. The entirety of the time that I was going to conference, Alicia was, was ever present and was always one of the loudest voices in, in more than one way. Um, Alicia walked up and, and introduced herself to me at, at my first conference because I was just some lonely kid in the corner and um, she never she never ever let me feel alone. And um, you know, seeing her pictures there was was tough. Um, but seeing everybody else who was lost over the last few years and knowing that every single photo, that was represented there represented a loss and a void and a heartache for somebody or several somebodies seeing Dave Kelso's picture up there. And, um, you know, I, I had a picture printed out of Rob and I framed it and brought it along with me and thought like, Oh, it would be nice. You know, I don't want anyone to forget this awkward lanky kid. You know, I, 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 saw it through my own little lens and perspective of like, we're just in New Hampshire, just piercing people and plugging away. And it's like, I don't want anybody to forget this kid, you know? 
and I get there and there was already a really nice photo of him printed out and it it really hit me hard because the photo right next to him was um was Adam Aries you know some of you might know him as Zid and uh he was he was my apprentice when I when I first started out he was my first apprentice and you know he had eventually moved on to another shop and you know and he passed away at a very young age and um their pictures were just right next to each other at the altar and it's just so much emotion you know and I, I was trying to play it cool and it's like oh yeah you know I'm, I'm Ryan and I'm super serious and you know no one's gonna see my vulnerability or whatever and uh you know, I'd, I'd go by in the morning. You know, I, I made jokes with Lola, like, I, because there, there was, there was a, an event for Alicia, like a memorial, and I, I couldn't go to it. I just, I couldn't be there. I couldn't, I couldn't do that around everyone because, like, I joke that I mourn private, privately, but I lament publicly, you know, so I could, I could talk about her loss and I could talk about the fucking asshole that shot her and, um, I can talk about that stuff, but it's really difficult to really like express the emotion. So, you know, I left that privately and what I was doing is in the morning, you know, with jet lag and whatever, like Lola and I were waking up at like five or six in the morning. So it's like you, you're, you're going and getting breakfast or doing setup stuff or walking around or whatever. And I'd pop into the altar when no one was there and I would look and I would just kind of start the day seeing those faces and feeling that loss and the weight of it. And then just like going down the hallway and just crying, you know, like ugly crying, not like, not like beautiful crying, like ugly, snotty crying. And, um, you know, I'm sure plenty of other people had those, those thoughts and feelings too. So, uh, thank you so much to everyone involved in, in facilitating that. Um, because you can't ever forget about it. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying that anyone is actively trying to forget about it, but uh, I'm never going to forget any of them. So, uh, getting choked up. But um, it was a beautiful week. It was a beautiful week. Seeing so many smiling faces, people coming up and telling me that like the bullshit that I do it was helping them in some way. You know, people are out there watching the videos and taking the webinars and listening to this dumb little podcast and all that stuff. And thank you from the bottom of my cold, cold heart for, for all of your support. Um, it was amazing. I can hardly wait for next year. Uh, like you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me any amount of money to miss it at this point. So thank you for everyone that, that made this week possible. And, uh, I'm going to leave you now with a little bit of, uh, teasers for I guess I guess you could call it maybe like the summer season of the Piercing Wizard podcast. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple little teases off of these interviews I scheduled, and um, you know let you know that I've got more stuff planned. I'm going to be heading into the GEP conference in in Brazil in August, so I'll, I'll record some content for you there, and then it's going to be off to BMXNet in Germany, UKAPP in the United Kingdom. I'm going to have lots of conversations with Lola. 
And I'm going to keep making that, that content for you at uh, patreon.com slash ryanpba. And you can also get more information at ryanpba.com. Thank you so much to the Association of Professional Piercers and to everyone who made that conference possible. And that includes uh, you, the attendee, and, and you, the supporters out there. So thanks a lot. And uh, come back next week, and I'll start getting these uh, conference interviews out there for you. Thanks a lot. Awesome. My name is Jasper Valk. I'm a piercer at Pleasurable Piercings in Hawthorne, New Jersey. You can find me on Instagram at Jasper Pierces. And you can find the studio at Pleasurable Piercings on Instagram. And it's a, a cool and historic studio, too. It is. Uh, I, I appreciate you inviting me to, to do some education there a few years back. And it was just really cool to see, like, you know, a framed, like, our jewelry was used in Strangeland poster and, like, just cool little stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's really awesome to be in the middle of that history all the time. Occasionally yeah. you'll go back and look for a jewelry invoice and then find more history like advertisements from the 1990s and things like that. That must be pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you were one of the people that I wanted to get together with and, and interview a conference and um, I asked what you might be interested in and, and the topic of like piercing kids came up, which I think is super helpful because um, how, how, how long have you been piercing? I've been piercing for six years. I've only been piercing children for about two years though. Okay. Um, I took a really long time before I started to undertake that work because I know that kids can really read you and mm -hmm. if you're not confident, they won't be either. Sure, they'll run so, right over you. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of waited to be ready, but the first time I ever pierced somebody who was really young, about six years old, was because my coworker had an emergency. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna wing it so this kid's not super disappointed. And it was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I'm not, Hi Ryan, uh, so my name is Fatma, I'm Egyptian but I live in Dubai for like almost two and a half years, three, let's say three years. Uh, I work in a uh, studio called Mix Piercing Studio. Uh, my Instagram account is Fatma Body Piercing. Fatma, not Fatima, because everyone is like, okay. My phone always auto-corrects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to be like, no, it's Fatma. Some people in the conference call me Fatwa. Yeah? Fatwa and Fatma. Uh, okay. With an S. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're one of the scholars for this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I talked to you a little bit during the process. Yeah. And... Um, you know, we're now speaking in Las Vegas at Yay. the APP conference. <laughs> so, number one, you know, welcome. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Congratulations for, for getting a scholarship. Thank you so much, and thank you for getting me this opportunity. Well, you know, I, I like to say that it's it's you who got yourself the opportunity okay. because you had the bravery to apply and to go through the process and to, to share who you are as a, as a person and as a body piercer. So, thank you. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that we got the chance to... Aww you know, oh give God. someone deserving an opportunity. So thank you. Um, but, you know, if you have the, the better way to tell your story coming into the industry and, and what led you here, that would be great. You know, I, I uh, know that we have kind of a connection with, uh, with Ina. Um, yeah. So, you know, like... Yay, I love you, Ina. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe tell me about, um, maybe before you came to Dubai, maybe tell me about what your, your life as a, as a person and as a piercer was like in, in Egypt. Okay, I'll start from like the very beginning. I'm Rivka. Um, I started piercing in 1991, 1992 up in the Pacific Northwest in Portland. 
and have sort of gone the full cycle. You know, I've owned my own shop in Eugene, Oregon in the 90s and early 2000s. I have um, worked up and down the West Coast and guest spotted around the country. And I'm currently um, working on sort of shifting focus and, and I love my guest spots, but I'm also working on my metal because I'm a, a properly, you know, sort of officially trained metalsmith. I t- took um, metalsmithing courses um, for years and years and years, right about the same time I was piercing. But of course, in the early 90s, um, the stuff that we were making and the stuff that we were wearing as piercers were, you know, on completely two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And so never the two shall meet. And of course, now, 30 years later, um, we wear fine jewelry, mm-hmm. you know, and and things like that. So I'm rediving back into it and seeing how I can sort of go into another phase. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm 47 now. I you know I started piercing when I was a teenager, and and I I can't I don't want to be in 20 years from now still standing on my feet yeah. all day leaning over something. It's not. Gonna uh, my name is Pablo Perlmutter. I uh, am a piercer from uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. I born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, I now live in Lafayette, California. Uh, I own and operate Lemonade Piercing with my wife, Becky. Uh, you can find me at Lemonade Piercing uh, in all social medias. When, when we met, you know, I met you as kind of a, a California piercer, an educator, um, all that stuff. But, you know, you, you said as you're your story started in Argentina. So I, I wanted, in whatever words, however long you want to talk about it, I wanted to kind of get some of your story because you seem like a really driven individual who maybe started with one community, started, started with certain circumstances, and you kind of like, you seem like the kind of person who wants to do and be the, the very best you can. And um, you've had quite a progression to get there. So tell me a little bit about your story. Absolutely. So I started piercing in Argentina in the late 90s, uh, uh, early 2000s, uh, and I was always driven to be better. Like I will wake up every morning and say, this is the thing I'm doing, piercing is the thing I'm doing, and I want to be better than yesterday. And that has been my motto for my whole life mm-hmm. until right now. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>